Well, hey there, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of The Change Room with Rod and Leslie. I am Leslie. In a minute, you're going to hear from Rod. And if you think back to our last episode, we were talking a lot about the power of expectations and sort of self-fulfilling prophecy when people lay their expectations on you and, uh, and what that does to our psyche and to our beings. And then we promised a little bit of a surprise at last at the end of last week's episode. And so, Rod, why don't you tell folks about the surprise? What's in store for us today? All right. Hey, Hey, Leslie. What's in store is we are going to go a little bit down the path of what some people might feel is a little kooky, a little bit different. And we're going to talk about auto-suggestion, which is what you tell yourself and does that then become self-fulfilling it's the positive self-talk which some mm. if you, have you heard of the book have you heard of the book the secret indeed i think everyone's heard of that it book is. and for some it creates a visceral reaction like of like Whoa. and for some it creates a yes please all day long reaction i don't think there's a right. middle ground reaction to the secret <laughs> True. Um, so it's a little bit like that, but there's actually, uh, so let's, let's just, should we just dive in? Let's I, I was going to say, I, the, I read a book a couple of years ago by a, a guy. I don't think he created this, but I think he was like a founding father of this type of thinking. His name is Emile Coué, French guy. And he developed, uh, a process which was like hypnotism in a way, but it was also auto-suggestion. And I'm going to say the phrase, so he really worked to refine this phrase, like this this mantra that you could say to yourself to, to help you get better. And when I'm going to say it to you, you need to tell me what you think of. Okay, go. Okay. So it's every day in every way, I'm getting better and better. So I, it's so interesting, right? Like there are all, I always feel like there are two sides of my being rod. I feel like there's one side of me that is like, yes, please all day long. I'm in and is the excited to make change happen, excited to have good and positive things and believes that positive things are going to happen in my life. And there's this like little cranky side of me, this little tiny voice. Thankfully it's a little quieter now um, (laughs) that says, Come on, like you really think that by saying that it's going to make things better. Uh, and and, and I, it's been that way for most of my life. And I think that most of us are probably like that. And it's just a question of where are we leaning in one moment or another? You know, are we letting that side that's like, yep, opportunity abounds? Or are we letting the wah, wah kind of Eeyore from like a Winnie the Pooh? Because someday I'm, don't take my idea, guys. But someday, I think there is a book in the characterizations of Winnie the Pooh in life. And I think the Eeyore character of just like the nothing good ever happens like that. Yeah. You know, sometimes that voice wins. Yeah. And it, it you know, it doesn't help that in, the, I think it was the 90s, Saturday Night Live had a skit with Al Franklin, no less, when he was a <laughs> comedian on Saturday Night Live. And he had this skit and he played this like sorry 
sap of a person and he would say to himself he'd look in the mirror and it's like oh yes uh, people like me or i'm good like enough <laughs> i'm <good>. fabulous <laughs> enough and gosh darn it people like me yes right. so when you you're like this is come on yeah but yeah but let me say this do you think okay do you think less would is it any different if every day in the morning you woke up and said a positive thing to yourself or what if you said to yourself, I'm a big loser. <laughs> Today is going to suck. Today's going to suck Did... bad. So, well, okay, so it... so I'm going to tell you a little secret. Do you want to know a little secret? Yes. Okay. So, uh, guys, I am a yoga teacher as well as all the other fun things I do in my life. And I try and do yoga every morning. And part of my yoga practice is... I try and think, what do I want to manifest today? Like, what wonderful thing do I want to happen? What do I want my interactions to be like? What do I want to, da, 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 right? Like all those things. And on the days that I don't do that, on the days I don't do yoga, on the days I don't have that sort of like, just sort of setting of ex my own personal expectations for the day, the days invariably are harder and I am crankier and I'm just not, I just don't feel myself. And so it's not like I'm inventing the day. It's not like, like, I don't think that, you know, I'm, I'm by setting the expectations on the days when I do do it. It's not like I think I'm inventing what happens step by step. I don't think the world is different. I think I'm different, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. And on the days I don't do it, I am not in that sort of, I'm going to say higher vibrational place. Stay with us, folks. But I'm not in that sort of higher vibrational higher place. Higher vibrational Shut place. up. Don't make what? fun of me. I know. I know. I know. But that's what I think it is, right? Like if you think back to even Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and you and I have talked about this in relation to yeah. COVID. If you think of Maslow, the whole notion is that every you're going up levels every time you get some needs met and like you're, you know, you're feeling more content until you're in this really much higher level of, um, and I understand it because I do yoga and because I play the cello. Mm -hmm. To me, it's all about vibrations. And, you know, what is the energy you're emitting out into the universe? But I get that that's a little bit unicornish for some folks, probably. But that, that's okay. just my interpretation of it. And, you know, people can define it any way that makes sense to them. That's, that's how it makes sense to me. <laughs> so, so then... Rod is getting over his shock now, guys. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, it's okay. I know. I, I, look, I'm predicting that you have... Full moon last night, you had a jar of crystals absorbing the moon rays. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. None of your beeswax. <laughs> <laughs> there might have been but some so sage burnt in my house yesterday. That might have happened. I don't know. I don't know. So, so to the point, though, of like what you tell yourself, whether, you know, whether it's you're just telling yourself a positive statement, whether you're telling yourself that you can get better, you know, before... Mm -hmm. A couple episodes ago, we were talking about how to get through stress. It's to tell yourself it'll, you know, uh, to reframe it, this, to say it'll yeah, pass. And it's, yep, exactly. These are all self-talk. These are all right. auto-suggestion things. So, I I would say we actually dare I say we are firmly in the camp that auto-suggestion things that you tell yourself is really important because I it agree. actually has an impact. Yep. Now, but where does it go wrong? Like, where do you think it goes wrong? Like the secret book, someone was telling me about it. And I was like, eh, no, I don't think I'm going to have a million dollars. Well, by the, actually, by the way, 
ironically, as skeptical skeptical as I am about like that, you know, I think I'm going to have a, I have a million dollars in there. I, then I will have that million. Yeah. The the reason the very first book that showed me that I was interested in psychology was a book called <laughs> Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, which was written like in the 30s. Really, Rod? Which is essentially the same thing. <laughs> I was so fascinated. It's, like, our, could it's this be our possible? full confessions episode. It's it's a full <laughs> confessions <laughs> episode. That's what it is. <laughs> so I, I, there was obviously some interest there for me, but I don't, I think it, so where do you think it goes? Where should you believe in this stuff? And then maybe not. Where, where do you draw the line? I think every person's got to decide that. But in my, like for me, I think what stops us from the full like realization of this, right? Like where <clears throat> if we say to ourselves, oh, you know, it's going to be a great day and I'm a positive person and whatever. I think there's sometimes some doubt in the back of our brains. And so even in when we like, you know, we're a fairly, it's a, it's a cynical era. It's a cynical time in which we find ourselves. Cynicism sometimes uh, wins out over things. And so it's not cool to be a positive person. Um, I think I've told you the stories before where I've been on job interviews and the person will have called someone, I like I'll have given them references and they'll have said, is she really this happy? Like, is she really this positive? Like, is this, is she putting on a show or is this, you know, there's like a, there's a, we don't want to believe in the goodness of things in the, in the happiness of things. Like we just, there is just a natural cynicism. And that's what I think blocks us from these things a little bit sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I, and I don't think, and, and also I don't know that what everyone wants is a million dollars. Like what the, for this stuff to work, you really have to get clear on what you really want and what you, Mm -hmm. I do believe you can manifest what you really want. And if that is a million dollars, huzzah. Um, Mm -hmm. But for a lot of people, it's, you know, better relationships. It's, um, you know, a happier home life. It's a, it's a Mm -hmm. better way to live. It's better food to eat. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think there are more um, foundational pieces that we can sometimes leave out of the mix. But it also, mm-hmm. I really do think it has to be what you really want. And you kind of have to park that. Like, I started out with my story of, like, my happy voice says, yay, I want all those things. And then my cranky mm-hmm. Eeyore voice says, rrr, 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 rrr. and um, mm-hmm. I think sometimes we let the Eeyore voice win over the Winnie the Pooh Tigger voice that's like, yep, everything's possible. I'm going out in the day. Mm. I don't know why it's a Winnie Mm. the Pooh episode as well. It's full confessions and Winnie the Pooh. (laughs) (laughs) I do remember reading I read I do remember reading the Tao of Pooh or something (gasps) like that. A book like that. I loved it. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so friends, if you haven't read that book, you really must get the Tao of Pooh. It is so good. It is so good. Yeah. It is. So my take is, I think, and this is not necessarily an original thought, but it's more like what I've picked up from hearing people talk about this, is that, so if, if you're if you're going to say to yourself, like, um, okay, the, the only example that comes to mind is a little bit dark, and it's only because I heard this yesterday. It's like the universe was giving me content for this podcast yesterday, that happened to me this morning. I'll tell my story in a little bit. You go. <laughs> okay. So I was listening to... and Okay. So like a prisoner of war 
uh, I think it was in Vietnam, an American general was in prison and he was there for like years and years and years and years. And he was asked when he got out, um, what made the difference between a person who survived and didn't survive? Yeah. And he said, the person was too optimistic, did not survive. Which is like, what? what? That's wow. like opposite. And he's like, if, if the person said to themselves, oh, I know for sure we're going to get out of here by Christmas. Oh, we're out of here by Christmas. I'm And the self-talk is like, I'm positive we're going to, it's going to work out. We're going to get out of here by pr- Christmas. And then they didn't. And then it's like a year after that. Then yeah. that the they couldn't manage then. They couldn't reconcile. Dealing with that disappointment. Yeah. And so... You can't auto-suggestion things that are out of your control. Um, yeah, you can't tell yourself those point. things. And so I, I think where it has, like, so if you're not feeling well, say you have a real illness, part of this, Emile Couet, the French guy from 100 years ago, he would say this type of stuff could help you heal your illness. And there's a lot of debate around that. Yeah. I do think, though, it plays a part in... Uh, helping Your day-to-day you through lived experience, a difficult kind period of, of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, I and I do feel in the in the moment it when you're in a negative cycle, and then that, that prompts your body to physical physiological reactions that respond to that negative thinking to get yourself out of that to increase your mood and. I think it has a, a lot of power to ha- to make like a to change the behavior of somebody else yeah. because you're going to auto suggest it. I don't. I think less so. Yeah, I, so, I I think you're right. I think there has to be a a realism of your circumstances, but I, I also think that there has to be a um, you know, there can be also a, that that positive thinking manifestation sort of idea of day to day, you know, I can't control all the things that are going on around me. I can't control the things that, um, you know, are happening at work or, you know, all all the different things that can sometimes bring pressure to our life. Like I said, kind of at the beginning, Mm -hmm. I think the only thing we can control is our response to it. And so maybe Mm -hmm. that first thinking is just, you know, I know how to handle things. I know how to get through things. You know, I have the, I have an incredible power to respond to change. I know I've mm-hmm. done this. I know I can do this. You know, like there are different ways. Again, like I think I think what we choose to focus on will be different uh, depending on our situation, you know, so that the joke is always I want a million dollars. Do you really mm-hmm. like do you yeah. really is that is that really the be all and end all for you right now? And um, it, it's 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 just interesting. It's just. It's such yeah. an interesting idea. This was what hap- This is where the universe took me this morning because I I thought this was pretty cool. So one of my favorite movies because I'm a geek, full blown, um, of all time is The Matrix, and I just love the, the story. Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Okay. So I, I he's Canadian, so I feel like I have to like stand behind him. But you know, honestly, yes, Keanu Reeves, The Matrix. Um, okay. So I love this movie. I love every part of it. I love the whole, um, you know, he starts out as just this regular guy with some hacking skills and then he transforms over time. And and uh, I love that there's like a reverse sleeping beauty component that, you know, she falls in love with him and then kisses him and that's what brings him back to life at the end. Like that just blows my feminist mind. And, uh, and so I turn on the telly this morning right before we get together and what's on TV? 
but the last 15 minutes of the matrix. And that is the oh. exact spot where he realizes all he has to do, like everything that they've been telling them throughout the movie is true. It's his own belief within himself that, um, is going to give him this incredible power to shape and move and change things. And I just, first of all, the fact that it happened on the morning when you and I had really yeah. only talked peripherally about what we were going to talk about today. I feel like th this is the most like open we've ever been with one of our topics in terms of how it manifests. So mm -hmm. the fact that the fact that this this movie is on this morning, that it's the very part where he comes to an awakening um, and that it really is this internal belief part. There's an, a bit of an external push mm -hmm. to like, hey, I really believe. But then really it's his own internal voice and his own internal belief that changes things. I just thought that was a pretty cool. Yeah. I thought that was a pretty cool thing. It is. It's true. Yeah. It, it's the example, like the confidence. And then he's able to uh, what, what, fulfill his destiny or unlock his potential. Like right. it really right. he could live his potential. Right. He's be able to be yeah. able to be his full self, like his fully yeah. actual, like if we use Jungian like wording, which I know he's been debunked in some ways, but like that sort of the sense of fully actualized, you know, he's a fully realized person once he has yeah. that um, belief in himself. And that was, you talked about the first time that you sort of had that little scratch of, wow, there's something bigger. There's something deeper. I want to understand um, yeah. You know, there were a couple of books that did that for me, but this is the first time sort of in pop culture, I think I ever saw something that uh, made me go, whoa, wait a second. That's a, that's really? a game changer. Yeah, 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 so yeah. So that gets you thinking of people like psychology, the Matrix? Obviously, it's an entire movie about oh, yeah. psychology, I think. I think the entire right, movie is about psychology. Yeah, yeah. 100%. If you haven't mm -hmm. seen it, if you're like part of the youngling set and you haven't seen The Matrix, uh, it is worth watching. And it holds up. It was made in 1999 and it still holds yeah. up. It's not like yes. I, other than the big giant flip phones that they have that are sort of embarrassing <laughs> to see now. But that is legit what the world was back then, kids. We didn't have smartphones. We didn't have these little magic things we carried around with us all the time. It was just a phone and it was ginormous. Uh, wow. But yeah, it, wow. it was it was really a, a game changer for me in terms of how I thought about things and um, yeah, how I thought about just in general, how to how the world works and Wow. Um, what I can do differently uh, in my own life to create, to, to build that sense of what I can do and the, my, my mm -hmm. own potential, you know, I think, mm -hmm. yeah, it was just so big on the screen and the outfits are great and there's Kung Fu, which who doesn't love that? And, uh, you know, exactly. what I mean? like it was all of it all together that just really went for me. Exactly. You know, so someone like myself, I remember seeing the movie, Actually, I was living abroad. This was back in the day when, like, international movies didn't actually come out internationally. Like, oh wow, meaning, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I came back and it'd been out for months, and it was actually a friend of mine was like, "Have you seen The Matrix?" I was like, "What is that?" And <gasps> and it was we it was like the last showing in the theater, so we saw it, and I took it in as an action movie, and it took me like so contrary to yourself, you could see. <laughs> I'm going to use this analogy. You were able to see the matrix around you very quickly. Legitimately. I, on the other hand, needed like, like four, four viewings of the movie to go, wait a second, I think there's a message <laughs> in this movie. I think they're trying to say something <laughs> a little bit different. 
I don't think it's just <laughs> about the action. Huh, I don't think thing. it's just the guns and kung fu. What? <laughs> exactly. I was so into adorbs. <laughs> it is a full confessions episode. <laughs> it is. But the, I do. I like. I. I think that um, depending on how we want to receive this information, right? Like if it seems like total hokum or it seems like, hey, maybe there's something to this. It really mm-hmm. does. It really can change one's lived experience, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It really can. Yes, it can. You mentioned uh, as you were talking there, you said you're living your full self and this the person was debunked but what was that name of the oh carl jung like jungian psychology okay yeah 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 yeah. i didn't know that he was well you know he did you know like there is a between him and freud like there's a there's a lot of debate Mm, right there's a lot of debate about jungian theory and although i do think there is something to be said for dreams and what happens in our dreams and and uh, mm-hmm. and how we analyze them and and how we take that information. I I think there is something to that. I don't think it, you know, it, I don't know that it could be a thing unto itself. But it's it's helpful. It's helpful to yeah. do some dream analysis every now and again, especially if like if you have like big weird dreams where you wake up and you think, what just happened? Yeah. yeah. I uh, I I have a theory on dreams. We could do oh. it if you want to. Well, Should we save I mean, it for another like surprise episode, another full okay, confession no, surprise episode, or do you want to talk well, about it now? It, well, I don't know if it gets a yeah, it's full episode material. It could be. So I did. Um, here's my theory on dreams. If you dream about something that like, and then you wake up and you're like, it, it's one of those that you remember and you're marked and you kind of it changes yeah. how you feel when you wake up and you don't, and it seems to be out of the blue. What I found for me is that if I, I have to sometimes work really hard, but if I think about the day I had before that, I can usually find like 90% of the time, I can find something that happened in that day that is connected, that is then just a manifest, that dream expands upon or picks upon. It's like the scene that Definitely. happened in the day. Definitely. And it's just that it happened in the day and I, and I, I mean, I noticed it enough to remember it occurring, but it didn't, I forgot about it as the day went on. Um, well, definitely, but it stuck there I think somehow. The, yeah, I definitely think that dreams are just your, I never know if it's unconscious or subconscious. I think it's unconscious mind in this case. Uh, it's just trying to work out problems, right? Like that's it. It's mm-hmm. like math is our version of doing that on paper. I think dreams yeah. are the mind's way of trying to sort through problems and and you know, maybe, maybe show like a bigger picture of what's really going on. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I absolutely think that I don't think that yeah. dreams are for naught. I think there is definitely something to what's going on when we're sleeping. Mm-hmm. The mind is doing its own thing and sorting out its own problems. It just doesn't use calculus or algebra <laughs> to do that. Yeah. It, it uses, uh, it uses dreams to do that, which is, I think, pretty cool. Yeah. So actually, speaking of unconscious uh, or sub, I don't know. I never know. Where I always the, get them confused. Say, unconscious or subconscious. Either way, but so some the, part of the non-conscious mind. Yes. Do you think that, generally speaking, people believe that that there's conscious and unconscious part of our cognitive brain? I really don't know. I would imagine it depends on. I would imagine it depends on how many of your, you know, like if you're if you're 
struggling if you're if you have um, food insecurity or shelter insecurity. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine one is sitting around and contemplating, uh, although maybe so, um, you know, contemplating these things. But I I, I I think it's a fairly widely accepted. Yeah. So I, I think so too. I I was like I I, I do. When I was, I do remember the point when I, when I grew up, I never believed in it, and then I then I started to believe in it. But I think that that's one of the significant things that like this Emile Coué, uh, why it was so different a hundred years ago. Even I think Freud and I don't actually know a lot about Freud. A little I know a little bit more about Carl Jung, yeah. but it's 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 and then at the time is only, people only really thought about a conscious cognitive brain and nobody really thought that there was a an unconscious part right and so that's a real shift we actually we actually i think for the most part most of people i talk to i think would say yeah they they believe there's some aspect of an unconscious brain and that's what that's what this auto suggestion like self-talk that's the you know the the expectations that others set on you and how does that actually impact you uh, I think the expectations that others set on you is one is how they behave around you. It's yeah. like the opportunities they give you and the positivity that they convey. And then that translates to yourself and then what you're saying right. to yourself and the confidence and that you bring and uh, the expectation you kind of give yourself for your mood for the day. Like, do you, do you think that, I mean, happiness, I've read a couple of books on happiness and I don't think that everybody, everyone has, is different. It, like they're yes. not going to exude happiness in the same way. But to, to that, can do you think you can influence whether you're happy? Like, can you tell yourself to be happy? Oh my God, yes. That's my whole life. Like I, I would, and you know, I would say this is probably a different episode, like a, like a more fulsome <laughs> episode. But, uh, I, you know, I went through some really crappy things when I was younger and happiness for me has been work like I don't think I mean I I think as babies we are hatched most of us happy um but then depending on what happens to us in our lives that can take a downturn for sure and then Mm -hmm. I think from in my lived experience happiness is a conscious choice it's not a um like I I I have worked really hard to be a happy person and not 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 always like exuberantly happy the way you guys sort of hear us on this podcast but you know just a content with my life person you know in love Mm -hmm. with my life and how I live it person um I think that absolutely that absolutely Mm -hmm. takes work for some I think it just happens um yeah but for most people I think you know especially if you've struggled and you've gone through hard things in your life um I think it's definitely work and uh not easy work you know, mm-hmm. and it doesn't yeah. just happen overnight. Like, I don't, I don't think you can decide on Monday, Hey, I'm going to be a happy person. And then, you know, Tuesday morning, that's it. Period. Full stop. You're a happy person forever. Like it's a, yeah. it's, it's like anything else that's worth it. Right. Um, yeah. it, it, it takes a little bit of time and it takes conscious effort, whether, you know, y- you can apply the same thinking that you would do to, changing the way you're eating or your exercise program or starting a musical instrument Mm. or trying to learn a new language. It's the exact, Mm -hmm. to me, it's the same thing as that. It requires the same focus and consciousness that all those things require Mm -hmm. is my take. What about you? What do you think? I, 
I think so too. I, actually, I'm going to tell you the ingredient for happiness for me. How interesting. Is, I got to pause. Here's and then and, 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 like the suspenseful pause. Dun, dun, dun. I will tell you after the next commercial break. But we don't have commercials, <laughs> so we're back. <laughs> this is completely like that non. That was awesome, Rod. That was awesome. It's, you know, it's, it's sleep. Fascinating. I, I am a happier person when I get enough sleep. And I am not a happy person when I don't have enough sleep. Okay, and that so, is like the number one thing that I can do. So, okay. So I think given where we are in today's episode, we've talked about a lot of juicy stuff. I feel like mm-hmm. we could have a whole episode on happiness and a whole yes. episode on sleep. Because I think for mm-hmm. a long time in the world, it was super cool to say, man, I can survive on three hours of sleep a night. And now I I think a lot of the successful, however you define that, but however, many of the successful people in today's world will actually talk about the fact that they get eight or nine hours of sleep a night. And that I'm so fascinated at how we are changing the dialogue around the need for sleep. So I think we have our, yeah, right. I'm so with you. Yeah. When I don't sleep, I'm, it's bad news. Let's, okay. Here's my last story. I listed it for the next podcast. Yeah, but save I as a surprise. You, when I, I like when we do surprise episodes, Rod. No, I, I got like it. Okay, but I got this Teaser. This You're going to do a teaser together. to the surprise. No. Okay. Well, it ties the, like, the self-talk with sleep. When I started my career, I always need a lot of sleep. Um, when I started my career, all the people around me were just like the cool kids that you were talking about. Oh, I, I worked until like 2 o'clock and I was up yes. at 6 working again. And I had the belief that I, I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to... I'm going to be okay, but I'm never going to be really successful because I need too much sleep. I'll never be able to Rod. have like the bigger success. Honestly, like I said, I was I like, but I was like, you know what? I'll be okay with that. Right now. Like that makes I'll me okay feel sad that. for beginning your career, Rod. I know. I'm going back it in time just... and hugging you. Thanks very much. You're welcome. But uh, that's, that was the, my auto suggest. I just, I don't know, you know, these, you, you, develop yeah. these weird beliefs to explain your situation and to kind of say like i see all these people around me behaving in a certain way i can't do that that's not possible for me so thus well i'm just gonna have to get by uh with my crutch of needing more sleep so anyways three so more to talk about because yeah sleep happiness and i think we should do like a short episode on our weirdest beliefs because that kind of tickles my fancy too but not a full episode but like just a fun (laughs) and not just the one of like that your mom always my mom would always say to me leslie and if you hold your face like that it'll freeze and it'll stay like that forever and i legit believed that till i was a teenager um so not silly ones like that but like real life inhibiting weird beliefs that we've had through the course of our lives let's do a little mini sewed on that okay Yes, I love it. Okay, Loads kids, so it won't be ahead. actually a surprise. Maybe the ordering sequence will be a surprise because I think I just told you yes. guys everything, but I get excited and that's what happens. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. But hopefully you'll still come back because it's pretty exciting yes. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, this has been an awesome, awesome chat today. I'm so glad we did this subject and it kind of went off in all these different tangents. I love talking yeah, to you. I lo- Me too. I loved it. It was great. I look forward to next time. Same. Okay, my friend, I'll talk to you later. Bye, everyone.